Fifth Hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the Days Past Toontown. We're hip. We're hip. We're squip. We have a whip. <laughs> it's the days past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. Travis, what do we do on the show we have? Huh? What do we do on this show? Man, we 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 dive into 80s cartoons and we break it the shit apart. Yeah. I mean, it's a more succinct way than I would usually put it. Yeah. Yeah. It means it's better. Yeah, it's great. That's right. Uh, we're going to talk about a cartoon uh, from our youth. That means 80s, 90s era. And, um, man, we just want to talk about it because we're just so jazzed about it. And we're really jazzed talking about jazz. <laughs> if you like jazz music, you love the cartoon that we're talking about today. Because uh, they're just blowing free jazz all over the place. Yeah. With all their quips and just, whatnot. Just freelance jazz. And- totally. <laughs> I'm a freelance jazz man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am really excited about it. This is the most fun I've had watching one of our cartoons so far. Uh, I enjoyed it the most. Right. The, yeah. Probably one of the most influential oh, um, cartoons ever to grace my life. Absolutely. Anyone's life. I think I, so. It's probably my most watched tune. Yeah. Yeah. I would say mine so. too. Yeah. Definitely. I don't even want to get to the theme song yet because it just feels like it's too good. It's just going to take over the episode once we listen to it. But. <laughs> I also really want to hear it. Um, right. We're going to play some of it. I think if, for those of you that know this show at all, you know this entire theme song. I know this entire theme song. When I heard it again for the first time in many years, didn't miss a beat. I knew every lyric. In fact, I doubted myself on some of the lyrics. And then I was like, nope, I got it. It is party time. It's Calabunga time. We're having a pizza party over here right now, Travis and I. We are. We just downed a bunch of pizza. It's going to go well. Guess what? These turtles are teenaged. They're mutant. They're ninjas. They're ninjas. And they're trained ninjas. They're trained to kill. But they don't do it because they're good boys. <laughs> they're heroes in a half shell, dude. And they have turtle power. Yeah. We're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original cartoon from 1987. Mm-hmm. The one that pretty much brought them into the limelight in this world. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we're watching the first episode of the first season of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is called the title is turtle tracks Mm -hmm, Uh mm -hmm, Tracks. (laughs) it serves as a wonderful introduction to the world of the teenage mutant ninja turtles travis what are your memories about this television program oh man that it rocked my childhood Mm -hmm. like intensely i mean it's it's probably i think like we talked about i mean we i definitely remember watching this like more than any, any other cartoon i probably had more toys yeah on than any other cartoon Absolutely. in my in my house um when the when the original movie when the actual um movie came out the, um, i remember watching that and that stayed in the v in the vsr <laughs> <laughs> in my vsr player forever um and it was just a classic thing man yeah yeah for me it's it is insane not only how long this original cartoon show lasted which was 10 years 
That's that, a run, man. That's a long time from. I wrote down 193 episodes. This struck me so strongly. This is insane. So it ran from 87 to 96. So in 87, it started. And then by the time it finished, the songs on the radio that were popular were The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony, You Ought to Know and Ironic by Alanis Morissette, Wonderwall by Oasis. And only want to be with you by hooting the blowfish. That is when I was watching MTV. Yeah, that's when I was twelve years old. It was just then going away. That's a long time for a cartoon show to run. It is, yeah, big time. And in fact, at its finish, it was the longest running cartoon series at that point. Now the Simpsons have way <laughs> surpassed that by this point, but that was it was a big deal because that's I mean just a show about. Kid stuff. I mean, it's it's just a show to sell toys is kind of what it feels like, you know? Um, kind of an interesting story behind that. This, uh, let me read. Oh, hey, hey, you know what? This just came down the line. Okay. Uh, looks like a paragraph. Oh, the, the, the Will paragraph. Oh, it's my paragraph. It's about the TMNT. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was an action sci-fi animated series starring four genetically mutated humanoid turtles who used their ninjutsu training and Okinawan weaponry to defend New York City, often from the criminal organization the Foot Clan, which is led by the ninja known as Shredder, himself an old nemesis of the turtle's sensei, the mutant rat Splinter. In scene. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Exit stage left. <sighs> Forever. <laughs> Permanent vacation. Um, that So this sh- the turtle started off as a... Com- we're gonna have to give a little bit of background because yeah, it would be cool if this just came out of nowhere and it kind of almost did. But the show is based on a comic book. A lot of people know all this shit by now, but I got to cover it at least a little bit. Yeah, it was an independent comic book made really just for fun back in the day. Um, they took a lot of the things that were uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were the two men who created it, and they really just put the comic together for fun. Right. They took a lot of the things that were popular, most popular at the time in comics, which would. It's funny. I noticed this today. Like two of the things that they are referencing, the comic books that they're referencing are like actually have come back or are making a comeback because it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant, either the X-Men or at the time uh, an X-Men spinoff called the New Mutants. Yeah. More mutants. So, And then Ninja, that whole thing was based off of there was a bunch of ninjutsu stuff in Daredevil, the comic at the time. Right. Well, Daredevil is a very highly acclaimed TV series on Netflix. As of now, and there's a new Mutants movie coming out, and right. the X-Men films are out, too. So it's just kind of funny that <clears throat> they really did tap into something that seems to be pretty perennial. It's like, yeah, that'll just always be popular. And, All of those things And work. add on that the Ninja Turtles are going nowhere. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're here to stay, bro. series since this one. I mean, they've, it's been rare that they have not been on TV in one way or another. Right. What I thought was so cool, I got to do the trivia up top. Is that they? So they went from being this independent, kind of adult, dark comic book to being this super juggernaut, you know, toy maker yeah. uh, cartoon show. And it just kind of—I didn't know what the jump was there. And it's really—it is a huge jump. It's just that the cartoon, or I'm sorry, the comic was out. It was relatively popular for an independent comic book. And then this licensing agent named Mark Friedman, just acting of his own volition, saw the success of all of these toy lines out there like he-man and stuff and then said hey you guys have a cool comic book we could do that with the comic book and then so he's the one that arranged for them to go meet with playmates toys you know which made all the toys that we had as kids and playmates said we're not going to do a toy line without a cartoon series to go with it 
And they said, okay, I guess we got to do a cartoon series. So it's like almost just like out of necessity was this cartoon even created. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't like their life's dream to make a cartoon show or a, a fucking um, like empire <laughs> out of these Ninja Turtles. In fact, it was just a joke. But I mean, thank God they did. Yeah. Where would you and me be right now? Uh, I don't know. Probably running or something like that. Working out. Just recording a different Ghostbusters episode. <laughs> yeah, right. I, is where I would hey, be. Hey, um. Do you have any experience with the comic book? How dark themed was I, this I comic book? Were you cussing and like? I haven't read it, but I do believe that there was cussing and there was some beheading going on. So really, it was, it was real ninjutsu stuff. I mean, they really had to tone them down quite a bit. What what happened is that they so Playmates says make it a cartoon show. They said okay, and like the like this crack marketing team they put together to make the cartoon is the one that made a lot of these changes to make it kid friendly. And they came up with all sorts of this shit. Like there was no turtle power. (laughs) These phrases that we associate with the Ninja Turtles. Right. Those are inventions of and for the cartoon that this marketing group came up with. And then the writers continued on throughout the run. So like most of the things that we love, at least like uh, on an attitude level, because <laughs> yeah. they're very full of attitude, <laughs> right? it came from this marketing group that put this, like th- we're developing the show for them. Right. Which is kind of crazy, but it worked really well, obviously, because we loved it. We remember everything about it. And it's to this day relatively unchanged. I know that there's a lot that has changed between series, but like it's still about these four turtles. And they have, uh, well, if you listen to the theme song, it pretty really well sums up like everything about the show. I mean, both an attitude. Yeah. And then they just tell you the personalities of everybody on the show in really funny terms of just like complete. He's uh Raphael is uh cool but rude. Yeah. Michelangelo is a party dude. Okay. With with that 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 backspin. Yeah, where he does that. Yeah, dude. And you get it. I mean they they some more than any of these cartoons, some of them don't do a great job of summing this stuff up and making it a good like song. Right. This song is awesome. I've it been is. singing it ever since I watched the show. I'm singing it all the little like they're they're so full of attitude they can't even stay out of their own theme song. They have to comment on the shit that the guy's singing. And I kind of feel like this is one of the most celebratory theme songs about the people in the show I've ever heard. Right. I almost feel like they wrote the song, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's certainly in their and their, their vocabulary, you know, yeah, everything that's yeah, being yeah. said. I kind of feel like I can see them like dressed up in trench coats producing and engineering the session where they recorded the theme song mm-hmm. and like <laughs> pretending like they're the production team. It's like, yeah, maybe maybe do another one. Do another take where I'm, I'm hearing the cool, but... I need to hear more dudical. Just give me another take that's like more dudical. Because these guys are like the coolest guys you've ever met. Like, you know, I haven't met them for sure. But you guys, you need to meet them. And they're really cool. I can also see them just like showing the cartoon to the singer. Because the singer sounds very passionate in ways. Right. Being like, I don't think you get it yet. Let me bring wheel in, like in school, wheel in like the TV on the wheelie thing. And let you see... This this episode that we're working on and how then he sees cool it. we're actually our vision is yeah. here our vision's cool I can see the singer just being like just kind of silent for a minute and say wow I was way off I get it now I get it let's do this they put it they put a surfboard in the corner of the, <laughs> of, the of the recording booth <laughs> I know man like it's it's just such a great it is a one of the best if not the best theme songs now the theme music yes. um, Chuck Lorre. Yes. Chuck, Chuck Laurie produced this, man. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's known, if you don't know who, who this guy is, he's a huge producer. Two and a Half Men, Sybil, uh, Grace Under Fire, Dharma and Greg, Big Big Bang Theory, Mike and Molly, Roseanne, freaking wow. Yeah. And he made he made the theme music for this uh, the show. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Pretty, I saw his intense. name at the end of the credits. So I was just like, I know that name. And I do. That guy's... Man, he's that all guy over the place, is, man. Uh, 
Yeah, he's list is stacked. Um, <clears throat> so this is the initial, the original episode of the original season, and the first season, they, it was kind of a tryout. They did like a five episode miniseries, yep, 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 yep. and that was that comprised the first season. And I remember reading, and I didn't completely go into it because I didn't really understand it, didn't see it referenced, but they said that they had to run the miniseries multiple times before it was picked up. Oh yeah, which is kind of weird uh, to think about. Like that, you they would just show the same one, but it is a cartoon. And or that it would take that long to catch on, but you know this. When you look at the concept of this, it is fucking insane. Right? Like it's not a normal <laughs> cartoon show. Like even like you know, uh, Thundercats is weird, but like this right. is very strange. This combination of real world New York and all this, you know, and these mutants and ninja. Why? Like again, it's another case of like a kid just wrote down his favorite words and then cut them up and threw them up in the air and chose five of them, and then yeah, there it is. That's the show. But it wasn't. It was these two comic fans. But the show did, you know, catch on, and obviously it went. It's very popular and ran for a very long time. Uh, this first episode, I think, does a really good job of setting up the world and everything. Um, it is called Turtle Tracks, and I wrote down Turtle Tax apparently on my piece of paper. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> notice that when I was reading it earlier. That's, that's your fort. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so get through that awesome theme in the opening. And uh, we're thrown into the world of gritty, grimy New York City. Mm-hmm. And it is so gritty and grimy that... That they, that they have to have porn-esque music yes. constantly playing. That's man. how you know you're in New York. They, they <laughs> blast it over the loudspeakers when you're walking around. <laughs> yeah. And you also know because you're looking at, quote-unquote, punks, street punks, that are dressed in clothes that not only were never in style, as far as I know, but just never existed. Like, some of these, this gang that you see going around committing relatively silly crimes, in my opinion. I mean, they pick all the stuff off of a car, but, like, in, like, a tornado like the Tasmanian Devil does. Right, right. Um, They don't look especially (laughs) threatening, most of them. They just look like cartoons, which they are. But, like, it's just funny to me that that's, like, this is what punks look like in New York. They must look like this. Um, Actually, some of, like, the glasses that the guy who turns into Bebop. yeah. What that he's wearing, they're actually in the visor that another one wears. I noticed they look a lot like the punks, the street punks in the Dark Knight Returns, which is a Batman comic book that was popular around the time that they created the the car, the comic series. Yeah. So I have to kind of wonder if, like, if there was an influence there because it's very specific, like right, the way right, they right, look. Right, but right, right. the so this gang is beating stuff up, and it's all being shown as a story that the reporter, cub reporter, April O'Neil. Uh-huh. Everyone's yellow jumpsuit wearing, white boot wearing lady. She's Complete hottie. She she is very built in this. I don't she remember that. Is, me like, neither. Very like overly so, I would say. And she does not. She's not even dressing to accentuate it. I don't know. Well, maybe I missed that time in my very young life when reporters could just wear yellow jumpsuits and their producers were okay with this. Yeah, right. But that's what happened. And she's reporting on all of these break-ins. She's talking about how crime is going on in New York and all these break-ins at high-tech warehouses, which is a, a term that I'm not really familiar with. Of course, I don't live in New York, but high-tech warehouses just sounds like a made-up thing to yeah. me. Like, that's just the thing that they yeah, right. created because they needed to get technology into the plot. Um, she's reporting on it, and I thought it just struck me how funny like to report She's reporting on crimes, and then at the end of it, she gets a professor who's a specialist, like an yeah. up, like a. Oh, let me check this out. Like he's very proper British professor to investigate the crime scene. That's again, that's not okay. You're not allowed to do that. You need to leave the crime scene alone and let the investigators investigate it. Right. Not send in a producer to do that, <laughs> or I mean, sorry, a professor to do that. 
and then she he's like yes it's absolutely the work of ninjas and then she's saying at the end of it is this the work of ninjas sure why not basically like think about you turn on <laughs> channel eight news yeah. local news and it's just the reporter's like is it ninjas that broke into this house i bet it was that's crazy <laughs> that she thinks that's okay to report like that's just purely she's just making it up you yeah, know? <laughs> it's yeah, speculation yeah but so but that's your idea of like they kind of set up how bad New York is, I guess. I mean, and it's a cartoonish, cartoonish way that New York is bad. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's not, I don't even know what it was like at the time. <laughs> it did not look like this. And uh, after April wraps up the show. But but hold yeah, on. Yeah. That, that scene where the professor is going around. Yes, yes. <laughs> you couldn't even do this scene today. But the, the guy walks by and that cop is duct taped to the chair. That's right. And like doesn't he, let him out. he doesn't let him out at <laughs> no, all. No, he no, just no. The, the scene keeps rolling, and yeah. I'm like, that couldn't be, that could not be done today. Probably it not. Was, <laughs> I mean, it, I guess <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. But that was a good bit. Like it, the professor's just so into his investigation that he's like, this is below my station or whatever. The whole time he's like, oh, yeah, oh, that's what you would hear. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so April wraps up her. Role. I mean, also, I think she says at the end of it that she's staking out. Like they're reporting from what they think will be the next place to be hit by the robberies, right? Which is also one speculation. Two, don't you go where the robberies have occurred, not where they're going. You think they're going to occur just because you're a reporter, and it's like you should call, give that tip to the police, maybe if that's where you really think it's going. I don't think they'll they'll ignore you because I mean they're the fucking police. <laughs> they're, they're the police, and you're a reporter in a yellow jumpsuit. Like yeah. they don't care. <laughs> They wrap up and uh, her camera got, you know, her guys put down their equipment and everything and they're trying to get out of there. And this gang, this gang that they've already shown us, you know, this of not threatening people, like one of them's wearing the one that becomes that camera she drops, though. It's a microwave. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's how they used to look. <laughs> it's a, it's like a, a pointed microwave. Yeah, that's an aimable red it's microwave. It's crazy. It's like the size of your entertainment center, man. It's too much. Well, I mean, I think that's why you would have so many cameramen who had bad knees and shoulders, <laughs> I think, for a long, long right? time until yeah. Yeah, the advent of the digital age. And But if that was the case, she couldn't, you know, if it was now, she couldn't throw the camera at them and it'd be a weapon That's or at least true. enough of an encumbrance to make him stop. Because these guys, these gang guys are coming, this gang is coming after her. Every man around her runs from her, basically saying excuses why they have to leave. Like, you can just go and run away. You don't have to tell the gang why you need to go. Yeah, he, one, one has a, um, what do you say, he had a bowling uh, something like that something but like they leave her which on one hand i'm like you're leaving this woman to defend herself to she could have just run if she wanted to i guess everybody right. was okay with them running and then also it's like well maybe they just respect her enough to let her take care of her own business maybe that's what they're trying to tell us yeah right but the gang i have a clip here because um once again we're in new york like we were in the ghostbusters episode and we've got some great new york accents going on uh maybe a little subtle maybe a little not subtle i'm not sure what to say about it uh, but I'm a big fan of it, and I would like to play that now. We got a message for you from the big boss man. He wants you should stick to reporting fashion shows. Over there! <laughs> the last one I couldn't not. Over there! Over there! Over there! <laughs> New York accent equals throw away all of your R's. That's Yeah, throw away. Well, yes, I think I taught you that. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we went over that lesson most recently. Yes. All R's. Uh, THs out turn out into D's. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, the first one is a little more subtle. I mean, I, the way that it was like, 
uh, wants you should like that kind of language, but that's how that's just a dialect type of thing. Right. But those are the actually those two guys we just heard will become you know, mutated bad guys later on. Bebop and Rocksteady, yeah, the famous um, jazz duo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they basically just are trying to intimidate April and she, she, they're like, he, he wants, he says you should just do fashion shows. She goes, okay. She just says, okay, fine. And then he says, well, he, we don't believe you. And so they start chasing her and she's really a pretty tough broad, this April O'Neil, like she runs away. She doesn't seem that scared. She gets into the sewer. She's smart about it. She decides like, I'm just going to like go. I've never seen a gutter that would let a full grown woman like actually get through it. That was big enough, but maybe New York. I don't know. Yeah. She, she just slides backwards. Totally. Into that. Yeah. Like, like Spider-Man's <laughs> right into it, but she goes into the sewer and they try to get down there and fight her and they do find her eventually. But she says in pursuit, she's like, man, this story that I'm like, I'm breaking must be a really big deal because someone's trying to kill me. She will do anything for that story. She's, she is a very dedicated journalist. <laughs> very, very dedicated. <laughs> Reckless, even. Completely. So they go down to the sewer, and uh, she's being caught up. They close in on her, uh, these these guys, and just as you think, it's too much, and it's going to be just a crime scene. Well, these shadowy figures appear. Yep. And by shadowy, I mean they took the Ninja Turtles and then just kind of painted them gray. <laughs> And that's how people look when they're in shadow. But they take care of these guys. One thing that made me laugh was like, and I was writing down, why don't these guys have guns? Gangs have guns. And then somebody did pull out a single handgun. The guy that had like the Cyclops visor. Yeah. He he just lost it immediately. I'm like, why don't you all carry guns? That's the next step. Right. I got to say about the style, like one of them is wearing... um, a cyclops visor one is wearing like a leather red jacket with the sleeves cut they, off they look very feminine and, look, and, and like it's supposed to be hardcore gangsters they're but tough yeah it's like okay, the mohawk and then with the mohawk was the mo- never like that what a purple mohawk tells <laughs> is supposed to tell me as a viewer is sexually a, sexually they're open i guess to me it's supposed to be the message is look i wake up in the morning i put in an entire bottle of glue in my hair I spend all my money on clothes and I'm a dangerous criminal. Yep. That's what Purple Mohawk says. <laughs> that's all it's supposed to tell you. And as a kid, you buy it, but it's like, no, those aren't the people committing crimes. Like, that's just the people who are playing music outside of CBGBs, maybe, like in that time period or whatever. Like, yeah, that's right? about it. Yeah. They're not threatening you very much with anything. But the turtles have make their appearance, albeit in the shadows, like ninjas should, because they're supposed to be secret. And they kick these guys' asses. All over the place. And uh, it's just it's just a win, 100%. Yep. Like, there's just no questioning. They don't struggle at all to win. And April O'Neil is very thankful, and the turtles reveal themselves. And April, very quickly, upon seeing four grown humanoid turtle men, uh, passes out. Yep. And at which point, she wakes up, and it's been a little bit later, and she wakes up in their sewer hideout i don't know what you want to call it apartment basically yeah yeah yeah. when i saw this again i really wanted to live in it the like, layer the layer it's man awesome it just like i like small enclosed spaces like i like the idea of being on like a tour bus and like having my own little like you know <laughs> behind the curtain sort of thing and so like living in these little apartments that are just like you know a tiny room that's underground yeah it just really appealed to me quite a bit to see that uh, what's kind of funny to me here is April O'Neil wakes up from passing out from the fear and the turtles are checking on her and Splinter 
comes in and Splinter is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sensei who's a giant rat. Yep. And he's like, maybe this, uh, what? He's serving her sushi for some reason. Yes. <laughs> he brings her sushi. She sees him. And then she's like, I can't handle this and passes out again immediately. And Donatello, who's supposed to be like the smart, you know, you've got four turtles. You've got Leonardo. He leads. You've got Michelangelo. He's a party dude. You've got Raphael. He's rude, but cool. And then you've got <laughs> Donatello. And now in the, in the show, in the theme, they say that he does machines. Yeah. That, that's his deal. What they mean to say is that he's a smart guy. And he's the smart one. But when <laughs> April passes out again, instead of like offering some medical advice or being like understanding, he goes, Oh, come on, lady, wake up. Like that's all he can do about it. You <laughs> would think he'd read a medical journal at some point along the way to say, uh, elevate the legs or whatever. But she does, she, he wakes her up. I mean, he manages to get her out of it. And it's at that point that the, the pizza begins. Right. Oh, man. Uh, the turtles love pizza. That's just the craziest options on pizza, man. Yeah, tell me about this this pizza. All right, man. So one one of them's uh, what is it? Anchovies and peanut butter. Oh yeah, is one. Mm -hmm. One of the guys offers up. The other one's jelly beans and mushrooms. Yep. And uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy because I remember whenever they they'd show those scenes, I'd be like, oh man, pizza. But you know, but they were just putting the craziest. I guess they're trying to make them real zany and wild. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I know it's funny. It's making me laugh right now. <laughs> yeah. But I was kind of mad at it in the moment. Like, why do they like to eat shitty, like crazy combinations like Milky Ways and tree bark on pizza? Or it's like, it's just crazy things just for the sake of it. Yeah. Uh, to be zany, I yeah. guess. Um, I watched this when, as a kid when they would eat pizza, I would be hungry and I would want pizza. And good thing they like teamed up with Pizza Hut, you know, for a long time or whatever it was. But seeing it now, I was disgusted looking at the pizza because it doesn't look like even what they're talking about. It just looks like a bubbly, rubbery mess of yellow. You don't even see sauce really. And then either it has like this sad wilted pepperoni on it or what looks like just a small melting volcano on each that just barely looks like pizza. Right. Like it's so weird and gross looking, man. I it did not make me. I mean, I ate pizza today because I love pizza, but it did not make me want to eat pizza in the moment. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. P pizza lovers. Fine. But don't make them lunatics on on what they want. I don't get pizza. turtles. Don't eat crazy. You don't give a jelly <laughs> jelly. A jelly bean to a turtle. They don't, this is not in there. <laughs> Frankly, they should be eating bugs on the pizza. Is yeah, what it right. is. Like that's yeah. that's gross. Why not do that? Well, it's a kids show. So, not only do they order gross things on their pizzas, and I don't know what what pizza place does this. Like I used to go to CC's a lot. I don't remember jelly beans being on the menu for things I can put on my pizza. That, that's a that's an after. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an like aftermarket. They, they yes, yeah, <laughs> black market pizza. Yeah. Well, the way okay so. The way they're eating the pizza, they put in the grossest sounds that they could find. Like, not just like that. They put in, like, some sounds that sound like you just squashed a cartoon tomato. Listen, I have a clip of this. Because okay, it's, not, it's not appropriate. <laughs> Give me a slice of anchovies and peanut butter. This is seriously grossing me out. How can you eat that junk? Hold it, guys. Now, April... <laughs> Gross. I, just, I didn't even pick that I, up oh, on dude, that. Yeah, I listened to it on headphones. That's probably my issue. But, oh, my God. It's so gross. It's just, like, just super gross sounds that are, like, just seemingly flown in. They don't even sound like they fit with what's going on. But they're it's like they're stomping on, like, humanoid little tomatoes. Like, yeah. anthropomorphized tomatoes in Super Mario Brothers or something. <laughs> just, oh, man, super gross. 
not something you want to don't watch this episode with headphones on unless you like that unless you like that sort of thing yeah i'm missing out i think i need to headphone it up on these, should, uh, these episodes you man. notice some things you notice some like a dip in quality sometimes on certain lines like that wouldn't you wouldn't notice otherwise which is what we're all looking we're right. all looking for when we're watching a cartoon <laughs> Um, so uh, April wants to know what the hell's going on because she's surrounded by a giant rat and four turtles. And so Splinter, they talk about how important secrecy is, how they can't be in the limelight. I think they know that she's a reporter. Right. Splinter spills the fucking beans so easily. He does it ba- almost without being asked. He just tells the origin like... Yeah, why not? Who fucking cares? I'll tell you what's going on. Like, if they're so worried about people finding them and knowing about them, why tell somebody who's in front of a camera for her day job about that shit? I mean, yeah. I get the splinters forthcoming and it's stuff. It's a yellow guess. outfit. That's right. She she coaxed it out of them with that. Yeah. It's, it's the most trusting of colors. You dirty rat. <laughs> this flashback that's that they show, I remembered like a lot of things about it uh, from when I was a kid, like the purple robe that Splinter had worn when yeah. he was a human, yeah. uh, the blue that I guess uh, Oroku Saki wore, who becomes Shredder later on. Yeah. I was really jealous every time they said his name because I can't roll my R's. Oroku Saki. Yeah, they would roll the R and the, I can't do it. The the dagger that kept yes. him from bowing. Okay. That was in my, I remember yes, that. Yes, I remember that. Vividly. That is a huge sticking point for me. Yeah. I hate this in movies, TV shows, whatever, where there's a situation. That is a misunderstanding. So, okay, what what happens is, let's explain it really quick. Okay. Okay, so the man who will become Splinter and the man who will become Shredder are both members of the Foot Clan. This is a flashback showing how they became they're, enemies. They're both students. Although, I think Splinter is more of a teacher because he talks about how he's like, he reads art and teaches them about philosophy. And st- oh, okay. I must have missed that. Yeah. Big time. Oh. <laughs> He's uh but they the sensei, like the over you know, the the highest guy is coming in with these two other guys, and the one the man that will become Shredder, he sticks a knife when they bow or when they're about to bow, he sticks a knife through Splinter's robe so that it's caught on through the wall. His gi. Through his gi. Yeah, there you go. Jeez. I'm sorry, I'm not very respectful of morning, other cultures. Through his morning robe. He tries to bow when it's time to bow for the sensei, and he can't. Firstly, he doesn't even, like, after trying once, he just keeps trying. Right. Okay, so that's step one, where he should have made another choice. (laughs) (laughs) Two, he, yeah, he doesn't even look behind him to see why it's stuck right away. And the guys, and I'm going to have a clip of this, because this is nuts. The guys that are with the sensei are like, you need to bow, you need to show respect. He reaches back, he pulls out the knife that Shredder put back there. Well, they automatically assume that he's trying to assault the sensei you can tell by the look on this man's face he he's as surprised as anybody that this is happening yeah like in all of this is just railroading us through this plot because i hate this where there's a misunderstanding like okay somebody right next to me put this knife here and i or i don't know how this knife got here but i promise i'm not trying to attack anybody i let me put the knife down you can explain this for two seconds and probably avoid being kicked out Banished. of the fucking fit, Foot Clan forever. Yeah. Like that whole this whole thing is based on the idea that they thought he was a bad guy, and he wasn't. But he didn't say shit. And the sensei had a very you don't talk. You don't talk when you're you know you don't. I guess you don't so. snitch. There's no there's, there's no no but snitching he does, rule. He doesn't have to. He's not even snitch. He doesn't have to. He doesn't know that Shredder did that. He can just say, "I don't know where this knife came from, but I promise I'm not trying to attack you." But somebody pegged me to a wall with it, and then they can say, "Well, that's bullshit," or not. Yeah, let's that's take this to arbitration. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I love what they... Okay, so they do pretty good with the accents. Like, Splinter, unlike in the movies, is not offensively Asian stereotype. Too yes. bad. Like, he's actually pretty light on it. Yeah. Um, but when they do this flashback, the sensei has something to say that... Uh, well, we should just listen to it. So, you plot to kill our honorable sensei. Disgraceful. Mm. For this misdeed, you should be banished from the Foot Clan altogether. What say you, all-wise sensei? <laughs> I say, throw the bomb out! <laughs> All that to say throw the bum out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the, the punchline. And that's kind of fun. I mean, it is funny. But, the sh- oh, man, the way he says it. Like, they they pick their punch with that one, I think. Like, Orogosai! It's so kung fu movie. Oh, it's just ridiculous. As like, a kid, we, we were eating it up. Dude, though, I'm eating it up right now. Yeah. I just think it's it's not the most sensitive thing they could have done. Probably. It wouldn't make it past muster in this day and age, I don't right? think. So as a result, uh, the man who had become Splinter is kicked out of the Foot Clan and just, I guess, decides to go to New York. He's so penniless that he goes to live in the sewer. And like, I don't, I know that happens on uh, occasionally, I yeah. guess, but that's not typically like a f- the somebody's first go to option thing of like, I am going, to, you know what? No money, don't have a job, sewer time. I just wouldn't think of it because it's hard to get in there. It's gross. It's, there's, no, there's no light <laughs> or anything. Yeah. But he did it. And um, he says that at some point uh, he discovered these four turtles who were in some ooze. Some what would we would find out is a yeah. mutagen, which I was really surprised to see in this that it was like glowing pink instead of the green that we're right. used to from the movies, you know? Yeah. But he picks these turtles up and hey, hold on. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny is you said you wouldn't think that um, the sewer would be the first option for someone to go live in, but let alone that, but also live, live in that like on top of you, um, a young little boy would be walking with, yeah. with, with, with like the, um, the four turtles yeah, and a four fish turtles bowl. in the fishbowl. So like he, he's like living underneath like a target sewer system, like a, like a, like a strip Everything mall. Everything goes to him. Like that's a, why, that's like why it's such, a, it's such a good, uh, like real estate position for him. Yeah. Everything goes there. Now that does mean everything, <laughs> but it's like all the good shit flows there too. Uh, and that's so, right. It's so funny, man. So he's, he's like a ninja sensei, but he's underneath like a strip mall that kids are just right. walking. Like he's not even, well, they're like, they're teenage. This cartoon is responsible for making me think that the way cities are laid out is like that there's just a thin layer of concrete and then a sewer immediately <laughs> underneath you. Like that's just how the world works. If you go in there, you're 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 ankle deep in green water and you're in the sewers now. And that's right. just how it works. And maybe that is how it works. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been down there. So he picks up these turtles that are, have been in the mutagen, doesn't know it's a mutagen, and then uh, like really quickly, really fast after picking them up, the turtles turn into dope transformation and on it the looks cartoon. really good yeah now they look really weird they look very naked yeah. without their bandanas or belts right that's all that they're missing but they look reminded me of thundercats again yeah like i felt kind of weird about it they turn into humanoid turtles these turtles turn into that the idea is that this mutagen i don't know <laughs> splinter acts like he knows this about the mutagen for sure but they apparently don't know what it is they don't know enough about the mutagen to tell you what it is but he knows that whatever you last touched you'll be essentially like crossbred with. Right. So these turtles become turtle men. They established before that that Splinter likes to like talk to the rats in the sewer and likes to play with them. 
And that's why he turns into a rat. But the last thing he touched in that animation was a turtle. So he should have just become a turtle too. Now, I think they can argue in some cases that it's like, it just seems like, it's, like don't say that right in front of the animation that shows you just touching the turtles. It might seem like a nitpick, but just say whatever you come in contact with the most. Yeah. Like, because then it's people for turtles and then, you know, Splinter for the other, or rats for the other guy. And I don't know. It just seemed like a, like a mess up, basically. Imagine you make that connection on that. That's yeah. funny, though. It's weird. I feel like someone else has made that argument before me. I don't, not that I can quote it, but I feel like someone else wondered about that before. He, okay, so Splinter also explains, like, he starts training these turtles. He knows that the world will think they're freaks. So he trains them in ninjutsu, I guess, to defend themselves from people who don't like freaks. <laughs> I also noticed during this that like Splinter has like bookcases and stuff in the sewer, so he's not he's not like that penniless. Right. He's not so penniless that he doesn't have art books and everything. But I guess a man has to keep his dignity. Well, I mean, he he took his uh, his uh, Britannicas with him into, yeah, yeah. into the sewer system. He, he brought his favorite book that just says art on the front yeah. cover. <laughs> he brought along with him. <laughs> And he named them after the uh, famous uh, Renaissance painters. You know, that's why he was such an art guy that he Mm -hmm. named them these names, which is cool. I mean, I didn't know those names when I was a kid, except for that. So that kind of taught me something. And Splinter's name was because he breaks wood. I love because he said, I'm glad you said that, because he just says to April O'Neil, he's doing this voiceover and we see him. He says like, they named me Splinter for obvious reasons, but... He doesn't explain why to her. She's not seeing the animation we are, which is that he's chopping shit in half and biting it and like wooden wooden planks. Enough. So she's like, what obvious reason would that be? It should be what she's yeah, saying. Right? The whole time she's just hands up. Yeah. She's just like, what's the fucking obvious reason? Rats don't like splinters like anybody. No one's like <laughs> splinters. And he also tells the story of how the man who had, you know, Orokosaki had done that to him, became the leader of the Foot Clan and led them in a bad way, which is cool. Like, the Foot are based on the Hand, uh, which is a ninjutsu clan in Marvel Comics that Daredevil had to deal with. Like, they're just a a thinly veiled, you know, version of them, Hand, Foot, whatever. And in the comics, like, they are a ninjutsu... Uh, crime organization and they were led in a kind of strayed from their original purpose i guess and shredder leads them into crime and he they, they you know their influence spreads all over the world and that includes new york city they do <laughs> as splinter's explaining this we get a couple examples of the crimes that these guys are committing as the foot clan uh and one of uh, th- he calls it an army of crime and one of them just jump kicks a coke machine until the cokes come out that's one of the army of crimes <laughs> deeds and they also like five of them drop down around a guy who has an ice cream cone and he just drops the ice cream cone and they have spears it's like they're gonna hold them up at spear point which is not very <laughs> ninja like one yeah. i don't know i mean if they're just wanting his wallet like a ninja would just reach into your wallet as you walk by and you would never know correct <laughs> they're supposed to be quiet like <laughs> i think they even said that in one of the tur- in the turtle movies like these guys just jump down in the middle of new york a st- new york street and hold spears up against a guy and yeah. say, give me your wallet. That's just a stupid, like, they don't understand what ninjas are. <laughs> they don't get it. <laughs> it's it, it's the Ghostbusters uh, Ghost monster issue. thing. Yeah. They don't, guys, you should have called them something else. If that's what you want, that's fine, but that's not a ninja. This is like crazy sword men or whatever. <laughs> so spear, spear wielding crazy butts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I noted around this time, by the way, that when they're talking about their training, like he he introduces each of the turtles again for us. Yeah. And he talks about their weapons that they have. Leonardo has a sword. Michelangelo has nunchaku or nunchucks. Uh Raphael has size and Donatello has a wooden bow. 
two of those, like a bow is like both a defensive and an offensive weapon. Yeah. Nunchucks, you could kill somebody with easily, I would think. It's a bludgeoning weapon, but it's not a a stabbing weapon. Size and swords are stabbing weapons and slicing weapons. You can use them defensively, especially size, because of the little things that come out of the side. Like, you can stop stuff. But they're meant to stab a guy yes like and so they're meant, they're meant to kill so it's funny to me that like on this kid's show they are still using these bladed weapons that are meant to kill or maim and what's most funny is a piece of trivia is that later on well even during the show's original run like in certain countries they were calling them other things besides ninja turtles because they would call them hero turtles because they didn't want the association with ninjas they thought it was like too dangerous and they like they didn't uh they would edit out scenes where mike Mikey used his uh, nunchucks because they had been outlawed in those countries as dangerous weapons. So they would just edit around him using his one weapon. And eventually, uh, like the people who made the cartoon caught up to that. So they just took away his nunchucks for the most part and gave him like a like a grappling hook. But they left the sword in the side. So weird. And so weird. Just the nunchucks are the problem here, not the giant mutant hero turtles. Hero turtles. Yeah. Heroes in a half shell, <laughs> hero power. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's stupid. Splinter taught them to be hero teens yeah, is right. how it would be turned around. I just thought that was weird that they have bladed weapons and it's like, it's hard to find a good use for those. They find a good few good uses for them that aren't lethal. So that's good. Yeah. Like they're not completely just worthless in battle because they can't stab a guy. What's funny, nothing's ever getting... Um Unless it's like a piece of wood or like something, nothing's ever getting stabbed or cut. Like no, 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 like, no, no, no guys are dying or getting punctured on this show. There, uh, well, there's a fight later on that I'll, I'll address something about that. That like they find a nice way around that kind of. Yeah, but uh, so we get uh, finally they've introduced the turtles to April and she now knows their entire story like from start to finish, and she just automatically assumes that they're the ninjas that have been breaking into places, which I I can buy with her being kind of hysterical like over what she's dealing with like i just assume she has like ptsd right now because she was chased into she was chased into a a sewer by street toughs and then saved by inhuman creatures like she's got to be out of her mind right but she just assumes like that they're the ones that did it even though they're telling her their whole story like why would they do that she tries to run away they're like we can't let you do that she says well if you didn't do it false in prison yeah totally (laughs) let's do this no i will say i mean they're vigilantes (laughs) they don't work and they're not police officers so big deal (laughs) And but she they're like, I mean, they are smart about it. they're like, hey, we're, we're we can't let you go tell our story. So because she says your news either way. <laughs> Can she just imagine her like pitching that story to her boss? <laughs> OK, OK, I, I'm sorry. I smell so bad. Look, I just came from the sewers. There are turtles down there. It's like you need to go home. I heard you got chased by these you, guys. You've been drinking. Yeah. Go home. But they just tell her, like, you can't leave. We, we can't let you leave until we figure out what we're going to do. Right. And apparently spend a long time thinking about that. They cut away to um, uh, one of the things they cut away to, at least, is like this totally worthless scene with the two people at April's work, like at the TV yeah, station, yeah, 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 her yeah. boss and this one of the cowardly guys that ran away. The guy in the pink shirt, who I swear, like, is in the show often. They're just talking about how April's missing. And then the the boss says, like, I, I'm missing my second best reporter. 
And then the other guy says, like, eh, she's not really your second best. And he goes, well, third best. Like, are they just, is it just a scene to dog on April? It doesn't do anything to it, it serve doesn't. the plot, like, except to show us that she has people in her life that, if not care about her, then at least know she exists. Yeah. And then notice that she's missing. I mean, that's not, <laughs> they did, that didn't get weaved in at all. That's just like a stamp in the middle of the piece of paper. Like, April has people in her life. And then boom. But we also get to meet, we saw his hand and heard his voice a little bit earlier in the episode, but. The one and only Orokusaki, the Shredder. Mm-hmm. And as far as villains go, you don't get better than the Shredder. It, no, you don't. That's his. That he, he. That's his guarantee in the newspaper yeah. and in the phone book. You don't get better than the Shredder. He's a very handsome man when when that mask comes off. I will say, and he's covered in. He's just a dude that's covered in metal spikes, and he knows ninjutsu, and he has an awesome voice. Yep. About as cool as it gets. And and apparently he does machines too. He does machines. He does camera <laughs> machines for sure. He's got cameras all over fucking New he, York City. He's like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I don't yeah, exactly. He's got, he's got a layer just like Bruce Wayne he, would. I don't know what his ultimate goal is, but if he just like sold this the secrets he's probably getting from having so many camera feeds ever he has a camera feed in the sewer. How does he not know that the turtles are there? That doesn't make sense. He just has them all over the place. He has to have seen these turtles around, but apparently not. But the 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 gang that he sent because the gang from earlier actually was working for the shredder and they were trying to get, he he just sent this gang to go beat up april o'neill essentially to get her to not report on the crimes that his foot clan is committing breaking into these warehouses which seems like a real inelegant thing to do for a smart ninja leader right. like one why not send your guys to do it yeah, you've got these worthless guys, but it's. I just want to get a, a taste of that Shredder voice more than anything else. Yeah, hey, if yeah. the Shredder doesn't work out for him, I mean, I think Geek Squad would be like right up his alley <laughs> or something like that. He's like, you can just see him like someone's like my my windows. It's like the sound is so loud when it starts up. Can you change that? I can just see him like working on something. He's like, just getting so pissed off. I will get to you in a minute. Do you have the warranty protection? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Shredder has an awesome voice, and we're about to hear it. His gang hired goons are coming to report to him on what happened or didn't happen. Those four weirdos beat the pants off us, Mr. Shredder. I know that, you idiots. Did you get a good look at them? Did they look like reptiles? I didn't get such a good look, you know. Get out, you Cretan! They could have been turtles. I must know. I mean, that voice, great, man. Great, great insults with the Cretans. Cretans. Cretans, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, Cretans is a very, I think it I think it originated in Japan. It's a very ninja insult. <laughs> very highly ninja insult. Like, it's very dishonorable to be called a Cretan. Yeah. I learned words like Cretan from these cartoons. Like, all the morons, like, uh, just any of these. In, like, that's the only reason I can insult anybody. Yeah. And I use Cretan all the time, every day. It's it's a, a go-to <laughs> for me. Yeah, Cretans is not such a strong word to use as, like, this really scary-looking metal man. You right. Know? But it's, like, he still makes it sound cool with that voice. It's so fucking gritty. And, uh, but I, I just don't. How is he surprised that these guys didn't get shit right? Come on. Look at him. I mean, you can't <laughs> listen to the guys like, oh, Mr. Shredder. You know, I had a problem early. I forgot how to zip myself. You know, can you help me with this over here? Like, that's the level of guys that he's hired. <laughs> can you do me up and back? 
Like that's the level of guys that he's hired. So I don't know why he's so surprised by this coming in there with like no shoes on yeah. and like a dirty letter, a uh, dirty jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just imagining Shredder basically babysitting them. Like very, this is like <laughs> Mr. Shredder, Bebop pooed himself again. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> I did, like he just for some reason keeps them around. God knows why. But that's how the Shredder sounds. And the Shredder uh, is just like, he seems to kind of know. He so he doesn't know sometimes what's going on. Like, he doesn't know the turtles. But later on, he's like, could that be Splinter's turtles? It's not consistent what he knows and doesn't know. I, I'm confused by what he knows and doesn't know. <laughs> I will put it that way. <laughs> Maybe it's consistent and I just didn't get it right. But No, not at all. It, it, it's, it's, it's troubling. Okay. So at this point, we are back in the sewers. And Shredder's yeah. uh, kind of been tipped off. Like, hey, some shit's going on. And... We go back to the sewers, and everybody's just laying around trying to think of what to do. Mikey has a great idea, which is just, like, that April can live with them forever. And the joke is, ha, ha, ha Mikey's not so smart. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Leonardo just says, like, he's just sitting there waxing the shit out of that sword. Just, like, he must have been doing that for hours, man. Like, that thing could not be shinier. And he just goes, why don't we just go salt, like, why don't we just go find the people who have been committing these crimes and stop them? And that'll prove it to her, and she'll stay quiet. I don't know why that would make her stay quiet. Like, she would probably want to report on that. Yeah, That's a big deal. Yeah. But she's that can at least prove it. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to go up on the, you know, up, up the New York world up there. And they do. And immediately, they just see how wacky that New York City is. Because, you know, you hear all these stories in New York City about, uh, I don't know, old ladies with shopping carts that are keeping, like, an automatic weapon hidden and that they just shoot things that they think are monsters on sight. Yeah. You've read those stories, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 They're probably in The New Yorker, I would imagine. Like, there's a write-up, like, a very nice prose piece about it. No, they just run into this one. I mean, it's funny. Like, I just don't understand. I think what they're trying to sell us on is the idea that New York is nuts. Like, it's almost... You think these hurdles are wacky. Wait till you meet New York City. Yeah, Like, right. that's kind of the deal, because they do meet this woman just randomly who fires at them, and they run away. With a, and there's With a space-aged yeah, shotgun. It's a very, I'm not sure what she's I think she out. got it from Shredder. I, I think, think so. Well, she doesn't know she got it from Shredder. But it like, cuts, too. It has a camera on it that he's watching. Yes. He's watching the shotgun uh, <laughs> camera. Yes, exactly right. And they just walk off after they run away from it, and then they just kind of keep walking like, okay, well, someone tried to shoot us. Whatever. The turtles make a bunch of observations about people in New York, humans, whatever. They're like, why do humans do this? Why do humans do this? They get noticed right away as for being crazy fucking turtle people. So April just puts them in trench coats and hats. Right. And I love it. I love that that's acceptable. Like, probably they would tell you, like, well, in New York, that you could probably get away with that. Because, again, it's just like they seem to think that New York is just a fucking circus all the time. Maybe it was at the time. Because yeah. <laughs> you've got, like, New York apparently is ladies with guns, turtles in trench coats. You've got guys doing, like, shell games and card games. You've got guys selling, apparently, disguises on the side of the street, who's just like, get your funny glasses! And fake teeth! Fake teeth! Funny glasses! You know, just (laughs) making a cartoon, you come to me! And then... That three card Monty guy, that character could not be done today. No, as no, 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 well. no, 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 no. It is rough. Yeah, man. it is. And Leonardo just like cuts his box in half. I don't even think the guy is breaking the law. I think Leonardo just doesn't know how to communicate or deal with society. So he's just like, I don't 
slap. Like he just chops it just because he's like, I don't know. What should I do? Yeah, that character. I was like, wow, you couldn't. No, sir. Cool voice. Yeah. Cool sounding voice. He sounded kind of like the guy on uh, like Live at the Apollo who had introduced people, like the froggy throat guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was, oh gosh, what was the other thing? The boombox guy. Oh my God. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Man, he was just like I this guy had suspenders, a bright shirt, tight. Gray. He just was loving this boombox at the time when that was when that was drawn. That had to have been an inspiration from somewhere. So that that must have been Maybe. cool. I don't know. Well, man. I mean, all my only other real experience with like with, <laughs> with like a boombox thing like that is from like Star Trek Four or whatever, uh-huh. where they're back in the pre- our present and they're in New York or wherever they are, and somebody has like a, New York exactly only in New York, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like they're on they're on the train, and then Spock is like, "Can you turn down that music?" And the punk has you know like a boombox or somebody asks him to turn it down, and he doesn't. So Spock just nerve pinches him and makes him pass out. But that's like the only boombox. I mean, look, I live in fucking Dallas, Texas. I was a kid. I had a boombox, and I would walk around my house doing that because i saw people like this guy on the tv doing it in the cartoon so it, if it didn't happen before it happened afterwards for sure just that guy he he creeps across the, the slowly the tv slowly dancing yeah <laughs> from like, like from one frame to the next you just see him walk across and yeah. that's his kind of scene well and all of this is just so the turtles can point out how weird humans are so it's like you think we're weird why do humans do this blah 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 <laughs> uh oh gosh i think i have a clip from that time Oh, well, because when they put on the trench coats, here's a funny thing for me. When they put on the trench coats, uh, Ralph does a Humphrey Bogart impression and says a line from Casablanca. He goes, here's looking at you, kid. And which uh, terrible impression on my part and on his part, which is something no kid would get. But here's the thing. I know. I know. But the thing is, I realized like watching Looney Tunes like I did as a kid and everything else. I knew these voices and these lines yes. and even some of these faces, but I did not know where they came from. Me I, too. I knew, I know, I, I'm sure I had heard Bugs Bunny say, here's looking at you, kid, or whatever. Or I, I know now that I had seen Humphrey Bogart's face in old cartoons where he has like the droopy eyes and everything, but I didn't know who they were. Yeah, I, I, I would remember seeing like, I'm pretty sure this scene was in like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, what's the other show? Um California boy, dreaming, boy, no <laughs> dreams, whatever. <laughs> um, boy meets world. Mm-hmm. Like they would do a throwback scene where you know someone would dress up like that and say, "Here's looking at you, kid," or something. And so, yeah, I, I never knew it's what a cultural the, reference. Yeah, I never knew what the the origin was for sure. It's something that I basically picked up through like almost like uh, pop culture osmosis is correct. what it is. It's like correct. It's funny though. It's very postmodern to be like knowing lines and even like line reads and images from something you have not seen and you don't know the importance of it except that it showed up. Some all these cartoons they do shit like that all the time, and it's I feel like it's the legacy of Looney Tunes because they continued to do that. I mean, if you watch uh, Tiny Tunes. That's all it's all it is. Is this is from my recollection is a bunch of references to modern and not modern movies and action, you know, stars and everything like that. Yeah. I'm curious to get get into that one. We too. will definitely do that one. <laughs> Absolutely we'll be doing that one. Um also I've got a I've got a a little I think this is from when I, I missed this a little bit earlier. I think April basically just says, like, if you guys aren't gonna do anything about the ninjas, then I will, essentially. And so she starts acting like she's going to go take care of something. Oh, I know what it is. The, the turtles are investigating, and they they need to go to Ninja Pizza. That's where they've gone up to the top. And <laughs> this obsession with pizza uh, this and te- ninjas. This te- yeah, this teenage pizza. Yeah. Um, thing they're, they're, they're oh, man, they they programmed me to be that way as a kid. I yeah. wasn't a teenager yet, but I'm like, that's what you. That, if you're cool, you're into pizza. Yep. 
But they they find this evidence that makes them think, oh, Ninja Pizza is the place we need to go. Who cares why? And so that's why they're going to go topside. But April's like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. And they say, no, 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 you can't do that. Donatello has a line here. I'll explain my issue with it after I play the clip. Okay, I'll head up there and check it out. No, no, April. It's too dangerous. You wouldn't last five minutes in a Ninja Pizza parlor. I love saying lines like that. We better go with you. So talking about the rim shot, uh, talking about breaking the fourth wall. Donatello (laughs) actually looks at the TV when he says that. And I can see Donatello maybe out of all of them, like being the most aware that he's not a cartoon. But like as a kid, I loved saying shit like that. This is way up my alley. Now I really am not a fan of the, I love saying lines like that. Like it just seems way too self-congratulating almost in a way. Like, but everybody does the rim shot and everything like that. It's just totally sold to the audience right? as like you. Yeah. That's what he just did. He knows he's on a cartoon show and then immediately forgotten. Just left to his yeah. own devices. Hey, while they're in the, the Ninja pizza parlor. Yes. Yes. The, the I, wrote down, there. I wrote down that I, I heard two uh, noticeable voices in there. Yes. From another cartoon that we'll probably wind up covering too, okay. and that's going to be from Animaniacs. Yes, I heard I heard um, Dots and Yakko's voice in that pizza parlor. I'm pretty sure you'll come with some information later on to confirm me. I I don't know about the Dot, but Yakko, the man who portrayed yeah. Yakko, is yeah. Rob Paulson. Okay, and he plays Raphael on this. Okay, so they he, I he did a uh, he did I'm a sure little he did. ninja scene I hear there too. All the four turtles, specifically Cam Clark, who played Leonardo, and then. Uh, uh, Rob Paulson, who I'm just more familiar with his voice in various ways. Like, I hear them all over this episode. I mean, Cam Clark plays both Leonardo and then Rocksteady. Like, and you can hear that in Rocksteady's voice. Uh, like, but okay. they, so they just drew, drew from them quite a bit. I mean, and that makes sense because these are, we'll get to it later, but all of these people are very talented, very used voice, uh, voice actors. So it makes yeah. sense that they would. Dots in there. There's a really big, fat Asian accent in that, <laughs> in that pizza parlor that, I couldn't. I couldn't decide. It's the other offensive, like you know, Asian accent after that sensei earlier, yeah. and I couldn't decide if it was. I mean, it's supposed to be a joke, no matter what. But if maybe the joke is that like they're putting on airs as being super Asian because they're trying to run it as a ninja pizza place, or if that guy's literally just talks like that as yeah. a ninja. Um, I have a clip of it. I don't even know if I want to hear it. <laughs> it's so much, so it's too offensive. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, play it. Welcome to Ninja Pizza, home of the nice slice. I am proud of them for not having him say thrice. <laughs> I will say that much. But it's it's funny between him and the sensei. It's a lot of like the what I assume to be like the larger, you know, Asian stereotype of like, oh, you come to you come to challenge me, like that kind of guy. Like that seems like he's just going to turn into a werewolf at any point. It's that kind of accent, but. So they're at this ninja pizza place. Everyone working there's a ninja, and they order. I forget what the normal pizza was, but they ordered three whipped cream pizzas. Which, for once, by the way, the animation did show that they were just big giant whipped cream pies, basically. Oh wow! That they ordered more gross eating noises, and they just hang out there. April goes out to go make a phone call to her boss or whatever to let him know. Hey, I've got a big fucking crazy ass story. And then she gets taken by 
the ninjas, yes. uh, the Foot Clan. Side note: yeah. um, April is just definitely getting manhandled all in this in this yeah, episode. They treat her as an equal. They don't care. I mean, that's something like I mean, she's she is like the MacGuffin. Like she's the thing that they have to go fix or find. You know. Right. But on the other hand, it's like, well, they're not like handling her with kid gloves. Where it's like, well, we'll like uh, give you this really nice sleeping poison that just makes you go to sleep, and then we'll take you somewhere. It's just like they just. Try to get her, man. I mean, that's how that's how ninjas would do it. Is they would just come. They don't. They wouldn't show mercy. Right. They would also just kill her, though. That's the other <laughs> thing. Is that that's kind of the issue with this show. It's like, and that's where I mean, not that they killed April, but I think in the comics, it seems like they could take some of these things to their logical conclusion instead of just, well, I can't kill people. Well, for instance, the Foot Clan aren't robots in the comics, and yeah. that takes us to uh, this section where. The turtles come out of the the pizza place, which really was just like a almost a red herring. Not, but it's like all it did is serve to get them to the surface. They didn't really get any information out of it. But then they see that April's missing, and then they see that her purse is up on the roof, which is like a total. How they don't? I mean, they say this could be a trap. Yeah, your friends purse is hung over the side of a roof, and shit's coming out of it. That lets you know it's her. It's absolutely a trap. And they go up to the top of the roof, and they're confronted with a shit ton of foot soldiers. These Foot Clan ninjas, tons of them, just a, sh- a lot, like way yeah. too many. You, they never could win that fight. I'm sorry, but we find out really quickly that through the fight that the Foot Clan are robots, and you've, we've seen them before, and they walk, and they walk really weird, and they're robots, oh. and. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The one explodes. Like when what, what happens? So you were talking earlier about like nobody ever gets cut or anything. Yeah. Like Leonardo just bashes one with his sword, and he like cuts open and almost explodes. And he's he's a robot, and that struck me as so funny because Leonardo didn't know that he was a robot, so he was going for a kill, <laughs> and then just happened to not kill somebody because it's a robot. So I think that's kind of them making it okay to dispose of these guys. There you should know? have been a rim shot right after that one. Yeah, he he goes that and he looks at the TV and he's like, uh-oh. And then, <laughs> like, or, or something like that. And then stabs one behind him. With actually, it. it'd be better if it was like he thought it was a robot and then he did kill somebody. And then it was like, oopsies. Or something like that. He just lobs one of their heads off. Yeah. The fight does go well for them. Um, it, it, it is the roof scene on the movie. By the way, it's awesome. The, the animation's great here. It is. It's, it's it a really good fight is. scene. It's fast paced. Um, they start playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. I think during this, or like a version of it, which yeah. reminds me of Thundercats. Like they'll play the Thundercats theme song during the big fight near the end of the show. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, this is the iconic moment where they're fighting, and that's why we're playing the theme song right now. The thing, the way that they conquer all these ninjas is silly because it's completely implausible because there's just a a tall brick wall on the top of this building like in the middle of a roof there's just like a 10 foot tall brick wall why why what purpose would that serve (laughs) like there's no reason to have that it's just in the middle of it there's nothing on either side of it well so these four turtles decide to get on one side of it and then like all press up against it as hard as they can and then that falls in all of the Foot Clan soldiers, and they they win. I don't know that even those four turtles could actually crumble a brick wall just by pressing on it. We don't know this. I don't. I haven't looked. I'm gonna have to look up their strength levels. <laughs> it's there. The, the superhero guy in me really wants to look that up right now. Wikipedia that yeah, shit. Yeah, maybe I don't, I don't even want to reach for my phone. I'm scared of what might happen. But <laughs> but it seems like I don't know. I just didn't buy it. Like that didn't seem like a very ninja way to to fix the situation. But you know what? They're teenagers. They are, man. They're wacky. They're zany. It's, yeah, it's zany New York. Who knows what's going to happen? 
Also, the foot soldiers have crazy weapons, man. Like super high tech. The lasers, yeah, they got the lasers going on. And that's where they're get. I mean, they're getting it from these high tech warehouses. I mean, that's uh-huh. what you have in high tech warehouses is high tech weaponry. But it just it's so weird. Like the again, like we're all of a sudden we're in that place again. Superheroes, robots, high tech weaponry, ninjutsu swords. Like everything is here. All my friends. Like it's just like everything you want. In yeah. one place, yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like an awesome suicide you make at CC's Pizza at the at the soda <laughs> machine. You know, how much Mountain Dew, how much Orange Crush? Like, what are you going to use? There's a certain blend. <laughs> I gotta wonder also with with between the character designs of people on the street and the design, like the thing that they have on top of the roof, which is just a wall that no one would ever have. Yeah, like how much did they actually even look at pictures of New York? to draw this or did they just look at the comic book and their own Im- mental imagery you know surrounding so, the man because they're like yeah there, there's probably like a wall just a wall on top of a building that makes sense <laughs> why not we need one so there better be yeah we'll make it happen <laughs> there's no rules <laughs> so at this point the the foot clan uh, somebody says get to the technodrome and it's cool because you and i travis Cowabunga. very much yeah. know what the technodrome is yes but they don't show it in this episode which i kind of like it leaves a little mystery to it they just say i don't know but it must be down because we're, on, we're as high as you can fucking go so they start running downstairs they run seemingly one flight of steps down which yeah. is easier than up i will tell you <laughs> and april is winded <laughs> Like, this is a woman who looks to be in normal human shape, at least. Yeah. You can't really tell with the yellow jumpsuit, but like, she's at very least not out of shape, it would seem. And she is winded after just one, like, basically a two-second run. And they say, well, we'll just, you, you stay behind, April. We'll take care of this. She's like, yeah, I, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, go ahead without me. And they chase the Foot Clan down into the basement or whatever it is of this building. The Foot Clan, under Shredder's orders, cut these water lines, and the place fills with a impossible amount of water <laughs> i put that down yes it, it it got crazy fast on that man water cannot move that fast i'm sorry i mean maybe i haven't been in enough flash floods but water it's like weightless here it just filled this skyscraper the building seems to be entirely made of glass yeah for some reason and it fills with water so fast that you can just see it rising from like you know blocks away, filling up like a giant super soaker or something. And April gets caught up in it, and so the turtles go. And the, the turtles are worried about the water for a second. They go, "Hey, wait a minute! We're turtles! We're turtles!" Like, yeah, it's reminds funny guys. The funny <laughs> hey, guys. That scene is great though, man. It is good. It looks cool, and it's the way the water like bl- the water fills the whole building and basically just blows it up in water, like yeah. with no. Okay, one, I don't know if they got everybody out of the building. I, I'm assuming they did. Uh, two, where, where did all the water we're, go? We're, we're left to believe that everyone was uh, I don't safe. have any reason to believe one way or another, frankly. I, the only thing is I didn't get here, have a news report afterwards that said casualties or something like that. But also, yeah. where did all the water go? Because it was enough to fill a fucking building. Somebody must have gotten a splashback on that. Somebody must have gotten knocked over by a tidal wave of some sort. But the turtles in April make it away. They're okay. Um, the... Oh, and also, by the way, in the middle of all this, they're riding on some shit in the building, and they're on top of like stuff that's floating in the water. Yeah. We only 20, I wrote it down, 21 minutes in, we get our one, our first and our only Cowabunga. Yeah. 
again, I'm proud of them because I just assumed that literally every other word that was going to be cowabunga. That low-hanging fruit was yeah, going to be they, used up. They waited. Now, I can't speak for future episodes, but like it was one cowabunga. <laughs> That's all it needed. And I was just like, yeah, good job. Excellent. I'm, I, glad, I'm glad that one didn't stick with us. Um, like, uh, like, like, dude, Diz. Like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm almost confident that that uh, that I learned the word dude from the Ninja Turtles, and I kept using it from that. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. But Cowabunga, I learned from the Ninja Turtles as well, and Bart Simpson, and I didn't, <laughs> and, and that one didn't carry on. Eat my shorts, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a cow, Travis. Yeah, right. Like, it's just a, it's just a cartoon. <laughs> Uh, no, I yeah, I feel like that. I feel like, dude, there was a came a point in my life where I thought I was supposed to stop saying dude, and then I thought people were still saying it kind of ironically. So I went along with it, and then it's just like, nope. I've had bosses who just call me dude. Like that's just it's the way the world works now, here. and it will always be here. Yeah, I think thank, so. Thank God for that. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> that's another podcast. Okay. Um, the whole building explodes. Everybody's okay. Again, they mention Oroku Osaki. Again, I'm I'm jealous because I can't roll my R's. Well, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the end of the episode, and I like it because it leaves it on a mystery. Like there's stuff to be now. The ninjas, the ninjas, the ninja turtles are brought out. They've already been brought out, and there's a reason for them to go further into the world, like to stay out and keep doing stuff. And there's more for because they haven't even faced Shredder. Shredder has not come face to face with them, even though he's now seen them and apparently knows who they are, kind of. We'll figure that out another day. <laughs> right. But that's I think that's a cool place to leave the first. I, I forget when I was watching it, I didn't realize it was a miniseries. So that even though it's not a complete cliffhanger, like somebody's about to die or not, what happens next time? But it is a bit of a cliffhanger, like, well, we've won the day, but the bad guy got away. So we have mysteries that we need to solve yeah. now. So I, I like that ending. And I thought, man, it was just a really fun episode it was, like i'm man. really excited about watching them because it seems like there's a bunch of co- colorful characters that are gonna come in and out of this thing over 10 years especially or at least the first seven like we we hit a gold mine we really did we hit a gold mine <laughs> <laughs> well man let me touch base on on a few things here man i hope you will yeah so um the serial was bombed. You yeah, remember the cereal? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that was a big deal, Marshmallows. man. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, I think every cereal... It's just the artwork on the back of the box. Yeah, You, you yeah. turn it around while you're eating it, and it's like... I forget, it had like a maze back there. Or whatever <laughs> dumb <laughs> shit. You, you, It was like the highlight of your morning, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, God, I love that. The cereal was fantastic. Um, the, uh, d- during, the, during their cartoon run, like Yumi talked about, they would have these PSAs. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the don't do drugs and all that, man. Well, you know, the turtle tips. A lot of them didn't which, work. Right, <laughs> which which kind of followed the vein of of uh, the GI Joe, you know. The G- yeah, and, you, and a lot of these shows really wanted to take a moral high ground. Definitely, um, and also, man, with their you know, uh, yeah, the movies, all, all the uh, yeah. all the real movies, man, they would wind up making one in nineteen ninety. 1991, which mm-hmm. was the secret of the ooze, it's the best one. Um, 93, oh, the rough time travel, man. I I was I not didn't a enjoy fan. It. No, horrible. If, if you're gonna time travel. Don't don't go to the past. Go to the future. I mean, I, I want to see future turtles. Not I was only, I was only ten. Turtles. Yeah, yeah. I was only ten when that came out, and I remember it being horrible. Yeah. I was. I should have. Okay, if you make a Ninja Turtles movie, and I'm nine or ten, and I don't like it, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Yeah, like I managed to not really enjoy it. You have failed at making a turtle all, product. All, all they had to do, all they had to do, keep it in the city. Totally. Don't 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 go in a time machine if and you, don't go back to um, China. No no and, no. Don't go to feudal anything. <laughs> if you have to time travel, yeah. go forward. Right. Go forward and have the neutrinos or something like that. Like something cool. I, yeah. It's. I don't know why they did that. 
it was not well reviewed or well received by yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and there's only one failed um, project out of those movies that did not come out. It was going to be a number four. Yeah, that's right. That was in 95 to 97 uh, called The Next Mutation mm-hmm. uh, with a fifth turtle named Kirby. Well, you know, the famous Renaissance artist Kirby Kartofsky. Yes. <laughs> that just sounds like a horrible one, too. I'm yeah, glad that yeah, did. yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe that would have been better, and they should have replaced that feudal with that one. Well, who knows what like uh, what gets Teenage edited out. Mutant feudal turtles. Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they would go on to do a live-action series from 97 to 98. Yeah, I didn't A second long. animated series from 03 to 09. We'll cover that. A third one. Um, from 2012 to I guess current, and then yep. they're going to be debuting a fourth one in 2018. They're pretty. They should really just roll out like five at a time and say, "Pick, <laughs> take your pick." Um, some of them actually, I forget which series it was, but might have been the most recent one where they actually had episodes where they're like traveling dim- between dimensions and they're meeting different versions of the turtles, including the 1980s, the, the ones from this series. And so I don't. I one of these had them actually like reprise their roles, the voice R- cast right. and everything. This is so cool, man. That's just a cool, like for people like us, at least, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. I definitely want to check out those later series at some point. We're going to stick in this one, at least for the time being, when we do revisit, because there's just way too much. Like, we got to meet Shredder. We got to meet Krang. We got to do all this shit. Definitely, man. All right, man. And now a little segment I like to call Travis's Tooncast Toy Time. Treasure. Let's do this. All right. So, 1988, a basic action figure in a box, man, will go for about $40 to 85 bucks. 85 bucks being the one in the box. Um, an 88 April toy mm-hmm. in a box. How much do you think it would go for, sir? In a box? In a box. That, that The the one outside of the box goes for 10 bucks. Okay. How much? Thank in you a box? for giving me that base. No problem. Is this like uh, Price is Right rules? Yeah, sure. Like lowest without it's, going uh, over. It's Closest to- without going over. It's tune cast rolls. Oh. Anything goes. Anything probably. goes. Okay. Anything well, goes. I, I'll probably say like 50 bucks then. Ooh, $250. It's like five times what I said. <laughs> it is. All right, man. Uh, Shredder will go for 25 bucks just out willy-nilly. How much in a box, good sir? And you can actually overguess on this if you want. Okay, fine. Like $50. Damn it. 55 Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> that All seems right. low for a shredder. It really does, man. This one, this one's a good one here. All right, so two hundred dollars all out willy nilly. The Krang, Krang himself, Krang the brain, or yeah. Krang in his cybernetic body. Yes, second one. Okay. Um, how much in a box? If two hundred dollars willy nilly, how much in a box, good sir? And you can actually, you can actually do a real, a real guess. Okay. I don't know what you mean by that, but. <laughs> Are you, are you inferring? I'm that? real all the time on this podcast. Yeah, okay. It's 200. Uh-huh. I mean, it's going to be at least like $50. I'll, I'll probably say 50. Let's be safe. All right. $2,000 in a box. That's pretty impressive. To That's me. like 40 times. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Uh, surprisingly, I guess the Usagi, the bunny. I've got him. He's right up here. Okay, is Usagi that his name? Yo, well, Usagi. He's here's. I won't even go into all this shit. But he's yeah, Usagi Yojimbo. Uh-huh. It's funny because like that's not the character's name in the comic that he actually came from. He's from another comic book, and they brought him in, but they didn't realize that that wasn't the character's name. That's the name of the comic. And so they just called him Yusaji Yojimbo. I think one of those might be his name, but like, yeah, this here, let me grab him. Yeah, yeah, grab that. It's a great toy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. Like he's missing his sword, but like his legs go all kinds of directions. I mean, that's just. I'm, I'm almost positive I, I had that toy growing up for sure. But anyways, that, that little bad boy right there um, in a box will surprisingly get you. I mean, it's about 285 bucks. So I'm sitting on about eight hundred dollars right here. Easily, bro. Yeah, easily. Um, Heavily so, played with. <laughs> and d- during this, man, uh, the toys would get pretty freaking weird, man. They yep. they would have like a sports themed series. I think one uh, one's a magician in one of them. Yeah, it's yeah. Re- they got really goofy. With there was it. one that I really liked that I had a few from, which is where their shells would open up and you could store things in their backs yes. because yes. they were just hollowed out <laughs> yeah. basically. And they like like the 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 sculpt of the toys were better than the original ones anyway. Right. Like as they went along, they got a little bit better, I think. Um, they'd also go on to have the Troll Turtles, which would get $160 to $400 in a box. Troll Turtles? Are you like trolls? Like they look the, like trolls. Yep. Do they have hair? Yes. What? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The tur- <laughs> <laughs> I can see like I can see like trolls splinter trolls <laughs> April <laughs> trolls turtles yeah I mean obviously I can see that too but I just don't uh, it's, it's not trolls without the hair but it's not turtles with hair correct yeah all right um so the party wagon slash attack van I wanted that thing so bad yeah at forty dollars out, out willy nilly how much in a box good sir say the first part again um forty dollars. Out just 40, out, out in the open. Forty dollars, not yeah. fourteen. Yeah, forty. Sorry. I mean, it's going to go up in price a little bit. Okay. Fifty. Hundred dollars. That's twice as much as I just it said. It is twice as much. All right, man. So this one. Whoa, my- whoa, let's. <laughs> want to talk about that truck for a second? <laughs> that van. Yeah. I love that thing. I can't wait to see it in action. I'm sure it'll be a plot point at some point. Oh, it has to be. It fires pizzas at people, <laughs> and even we just ate a thin crust pizza, and you know, so it's crispier. That thing is not even going to make it two feet before it falls apart. It's like true. these must be some very overcooked pizzas. They yeah. should be like blackened pizzas, just rolling out of that thing. <laughs> the toys too, man. Yeah, yeah. Shoot it out. Yeah. Nobody. Greenness. At least they were plastic. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one, my personal favorite. I left this for last, man, because this oh, one, baby. this one, this one just brought <sighs> brought so much happiness to me. Um, you're tearing up a little bit. The, the the tooth fairy brought me brought me this as a as a gift one time. Wow, your tooth fairy was better than mine, dude. For real. Um, so the blimp. Oh God, yeah, we talked about the this. turtle blimp. How much in a box, good sir? And I'm, I'm even. I, I want to get this almost. Gosh, man, I remember that thing, and I wanted it so bad, and I knew somebody who had it. Um, I had the Technodrome, so oh, you yeah, bastard! I had to do some special stuff for that. Oh, geez, yeah, those <laughs> files are sealed. Um, for the blimp, I mean the rubber. Actually, is going to bring the price down a little bit. Okay, what you got? Uh, plastics though, plastics better. Uh-huh. Fifty dollars. Sorry, dollars. Fifty dollars. Three hundred and fifty dollars. That is seven times. What? what i guess that's a lot man i mean i none of these surprise me but i also need to recognize that they're just plastic things yeah that, that like were sold for much less than that that's so, true and that were in abundance at target you know when i was a kid well i shouldn't have played with any of my toys and yeah, sh- right? this is another case where i'm left with only one this kid my my cousin my little cousin is going to be like a character on the show without ever appearing because he has all my toys basically yeah and so he has i'm sure all my teenage mutant ninja turtles so all i have left is this yosaji yojimbo only because he didn't realize he was a tmnt character i think is what it was yeah 
Um, but in closing, man, this show has more merchandise than I've ever seen. Yeah. Huge catalog of shit, and it's never ending, man. There's probably like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like medical equipment out there professionally for hospitals. <laughs> it's never ending, man. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it just seems like it's never going to go anywhere, and uh, why would it? I mean, a, a, to- a Toons cast podcast that'll happen 40 years from now, mm-hmm. we'll be going over the toys that are coming out right now. For, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, yeah It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. Yeah, there's. I know there's just like, we could almost do a whole episode just on toys for this one era of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, there were video games. There was a video game for the Nintendo that was notoriously difficult, the first one, but there was also an arcade game that everybody loved, and they brought it to the home systems. It was just yeah. a beat-em-up, like, going from left to right. Really enjoyed playing that at home, for sure, a yeah. lot. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, they covered everything, man. They just they were on everything. I, I had my uh, my aunt. No, 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 she's my cousin. What? <laughs> she. <laughs> I have cousins. My parents had me late, and, yeah. and then my dad's siblings had their kids sooner. So yeah. I have, like, two or three cousins that are 50, and I'm 33. Oh, that so, happens. They're kind of like ants to me. And so, um, and I don't mean ants, I'm looking down on them. <laughs> I mean, like they're aunts. <laughs> okay. And, uh, aunts. and uh, my cousin Lori made for me and her son Josh and a few other of the kids custom Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costumes. Like, like basically like a vest with a shell on the back and stuff like that. It was really good. Like she did a great, great job. She must have really thought she loved us a lot. <laughs> no do doubt, that. Yeah, man. It was pretty cool. All right, well, I have a little bit of trivia that's left, and it is just, oh, a couple of things. They both have to do with the cast. I've got the cast, because there's a lot of people on this cast that have done a lot of work, Yeah. but I wanted to point out this. I knew this part already, that they tried to do as much of the show as they could with all the turtles in the room at once, meaning like all the actors that would portray the turtles. Yeah. They wanted them actually in the studio at once so they could play off of each other. I didn't know this part. Fred Wolf, who was like the producer on the show, you right. see his name at the end. Right, 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 right. I kind of always thought like it was a cool name as a kid. Like he might show up on the show as like a wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a teenage, like a wolf mutant. But, well, he didn't. Um, but he was the producer on the show. And he insisted that them being in the same room was so important that he would say, if you don't show up on time or if you're not there for the thing, like for the recording session, then I will temporarily have one of the other actors replace you. And so occasionally throughout the series, you'll have an episode where Raphael is played by the guy who played Donatello or whatever. And it might be because of that. Just what? because you didn't show up on time. So he's like, we got to go. and But we need all of you in the same room because that it, chemistry is very, very important. Um, someone who worked on the show, I believe the woman who played April, compared it to the Marx Brothers. Basically, like the level of goofing off that was going on. It actually heightened the goofiness of the show even that more. makes sense, though. Yeah. Oh, and, it's, and these guys are all really talented. Um, and I did notice in this, this is an easy mistake to make, but Donatello at one point is totally voiced by the guy who played Raphael, but just for like two lines. He jumps in front of April in the sewers, and then he's like, we ain't going to do blah, 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 Like, which Donatello doesn't say anyway. He doesn't yeah. say ain't. And then it's just his voice, but it's Donatello for sure. And then you cut back and hear Raphael, and it's that same voice, and then they go back, and it's Donatello, and it's his right voice. So I mean, these you, mistakes happen, man. You've but, got that ear, man. Uh, it's, I mean, those characters are easier to do. But yeah, I, I, I've spent too much time listening to shit like that <laughs> in my life to not notice it. Okay, so the cast... Leonardo was played by Cam Clark. This guy has done tons of work. I mean, that is such a, like a, the prototypical almost like hero voice, leader voice. Like you want to sound like that if you're going to lead a band of any kind of animals 
or ninjas or teenagers or anything <laughs> like that. Um, he's done animation and video game work. Uh, he played Rocksteady as well as, which is the Rhino that'll show up later on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, some of the things that he played that are a little outside of the box here, um, he famously played Shotaro Kaneda in the original English dub of the movie Akira, which is a very famous, very influential anime film that I loved growing up. And I, even then, like when I saw that finally at age 14 or whatever, was like, that's Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. Cause his voice is just so placeable. Like every time he also played, uh, in the video game world. This is interesting. Metal gear solid, very big video game series. Well, he played liquid snake, which was a bad guy in one of those. I think he was a bad guy. It started telling that series. Uh, but that's like a huge, huge huge series but he also played the male blood elf in world of warcraft so if you pick this species and this this race and this uh gender of character yeah then he will be doing all the noises that your character makes throughout the game which is like not doesn't seem like a bunch of work but it's a huge deal because world of warcraft rules the world of man yeah yes <laughs> have you have you fell off in that i've i played it before any of those um back in the day like i would want to start playing one of these mmorpgs but it was just so <laughs> so many so yeah, many abbreviations yeah. uh single player uh, uh fidge spidgets. well they just were so there was not much story and they're very repetitive yeah. and the, the fighting isn't very fun so i would do it for like a month and then just drop it and then try another one and drop so i finally got away from them but i did play that one and i played as a blood elf at one point so apparently i was hanging with leo at the time uh, Michelangelo was voiced by Townsend Coleman. Uh, the biggest thing that he did, uh, he did a bunch of other stuff, but the thing that he did that I really like latched onto, he played the tick on the cartoon oh, series. The tick. Yes, yes, I yes, love yes, yes, that. Yes, yes. I would love to do that show at some point. There's a have new, to. there's a new live action show out, which I would check out. I haven't seen it. And there's old, but the car- old one too. Old one too. Yep. But the cartoon, I used to be so excited to see that. And I have some of the comics somewhere, or did at one point. Yeah. With uh, the moth, the moth man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Arthur. He also, <laughs> Interestingly enough, he did some commercial work, like commercials, advertisements, and he played Spot for 7-Up. He played the Keebler Elves on Keebler Elves commercials, or I, I don't know if he played multiple elves, but he at least played an elf. And then he also played Raid Bugs in the Raid advertisements. Wow. So like the ones like, Raid, and then get killed. Like yeah. So that guy, we've heard him for many years in our lives. How funny. Donatello was played by Barry Gordon. Um, okay, he I've also played Bebop the Warthog. Big name. Yeah, yeah. Because he's done a lot of cartoons, but he's like an actor, actor. He was actually the president of the Screen Actors Guild from 88 to 95. Holy Which mackerel. is like a pretty big deal. I mean, that's like you you must really be deep in there. If you're doing the president, it seems like a yeah, bitch yeah. to do. Um, the thing that actually stuck out to me, just because I'm a fan of this, is that he played the rabbi on the HBO television show Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Where uh, Larry and his wife, the main character Larry and his wife, are trying to knew their vows and he's a rabbi who lost i forget which family member but on 9 11 he lost them but you'd have to see the show but yeah i was just cool i was just like yeah i've seen that guy and i'm sure i've seen him in a bunch of other places too barry gordon i you know what you know what you're thinking huh. barry gordy oh okay. no <laughs> <laughs> although i did think for a second i was like barry gordy that's crazy no wait all right Raphael, played by the pretty much voice acting uh royalty rob paulson he also happened to play Donatello in the 2012 version of the show. That's pretty cool. That is pretty brought cool. back. Yeah. Um, he played Yakko in Animaniacs. Okay. He played Pinky on Pinky and the Brain. 
And he has his own podcast, which I definitely suggest checking out. That's called Talking Tunes with Rob Paulson. He just talks to other voice actors uh, from all walks of life. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> from all walks of life. <laughs> you know, just your typical every man who plays cartoon shows. Uh, so specific. I love it. Yeah. No, well, what I mean to say is like people who have done different kinds of gigs. Yeah. So people who did kind of the 90s shows, people who are still working today, that kind of thing. He just covers a lot of people. Uh, some of the Simpsons people I think have been on there. People you would definitely want. I, I love hearing this stuff more of them than him, honestly. But it's really cool to have the veil lifted a little bit and just to hear these people chat. It's like kind of what we do, but they're just talking about their, their actual careers that they have in this kind of thing. Finally, this is going to blow your mind. What do you got, buddy? You're going to love this. Okay, buddy. I'm so excited for you when I read this. <laughs> I'm excited for me okay. and you. The Shredder. Okay. Was portrayed by the actor James Avery. And I don't mean the guy who makes the Christian jewelry. Okay. Yeah, no, not, not by okay, him. Okay. That's not that exciting. Okay. James Avery, who portrayed Philip Banks on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uncle Phil. What the what? What? Is Shredder. And I can hear it now that I go back and listen to the episode. Wow. I'm going to have to dig into yeah. that. Sadly, he passed in 2013. You know, yeah, man. But, um, so the late James Avery. But like, it's so, I mean, it was just like, what a classy dude. And so cool that he does voiceover gigs. Or I did this one, at least. Yeah. You know? um, but man, it's so funny because like two 90s staples. Shredder, Uncle Phil. Boom. Same, same great taste. Blows your mind, huh? Yeah, I, I like that you leave the big bang one Always. for the end, dude. That's if I great. told you that first, then all the rest of them, you wouldn't hear them because you'd still be stuck on Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I know, I know a little bit of stagecraft. <laughs> Kabam! Oh, man. Rest in, rest in peace. Rest in Uncle peace. Phil, yeah. All right, man. Well, this is, I can't wait to come back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for any, anything. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Um, I'm really looking forward to coming back to this one. I, sh- I, we should come back to it pretty soon. Cause we really need to have the turtles meet shredder and all the rest of the gang. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I had yeah. a lot of fun watching this and I would suggest to anybody, especially someone who watched it growing up, they should watch it. I would say kids now should watch it. Everyone should watch it. Everybody. Yes. All right. That wraps it up for this episode of the days past Tooncast. Uh, Travis, do you have anything you would like to plug? Yeah. You know what, man? Go check out nature of the beast. It is on everything podcast-related, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, um, iTunes, everything. Nature of the Beast, True Crime Podcast. Check it out. Boop. Excellent. We don't know when everything's coming out, but Travis and I uh, both appeared on the newest uh, episode of that. That, or I'm sorry. At right now, it's the newest episode. Yeah. It's what they call a chill sode where we just kind of sit around and talk, and uh, we got to chat a little bit about the DPTC scene and plug the show a bit. So make sure to check that out to hear a little interview with us about that and always check out that show anyway, because it's awesome. And my buddies are on yes, it. Yes, it is. All right, dude. Well, this has been majorly dutical. Yeah. It's been tubular. Yep. It's been it's radical. It has been. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Cowabunga ish. You could say. Cowabunga esque. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cowabunga party. Tutor my dude, tutor my dude, my dude, Hey guys, it's Will, and I have a very important message for you. We have a Facebook page. You guys need to go visit it. You need to add us. You need to post on it. 
We also have a Twitter account, which is at DPTuneCast. Reach out to us on there. Or if you like, you can send us an email at dptuncast at gmail.com. And finally, if you like what you're hearing here on the DTPC, please go on iTunes and rate us. More reviews means more publicity for the podcast, and that's something we'll all benefit from. So reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook, by email, and go to iTunes and review us. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.